Grief breeds character and insight like nothing you have ever experienced. But you have to recognize it. You have to own it. And you got to be willing to move through it. Welcome to the Pursue Whole Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Maurer. And in this podcast, I share my insights as a leadership coach and former therapist. I sit down with some of the highest level leaders in business, entertainment, and human performance to help you pursue wholeness in your work, life, and relationships. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Pursue Whole Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about grief and how it impacts your leadership. And I want to really encourage you not to move past this episode too quickly. I think when I use the word grief, a lot of people are going to instantly think, I don't have grief. That's not a part of my story. I look at grief from a little bit of a different perspective. So tune in because I think you'll be surprised by how it might be impacting your life more than you actually think. I want to use a story off the front end here to illustrate how powerful grief can be in our life, especially if it's unaddressed. Have you ever watched an athlete that is so gifted at their craft, they're so precise in their delivery and so powerful in their ability to crush their competition? When I think about this kind of athlete, I think of Simone Biles. And I was recently watching her at the Olympics, and although there were a lot of things going on in that moment, her ability to go on that balance beam and flip and twist and balance with such precision was completely insane. And One of the commentators said, if you take your cell phone and you put it on the ground, that's how wide that balance beam is. Now, imagine Simone Biles comes up to you, one of the greatest athletes of all times, and asks you to compete against her on the balance beam. I can guarantee you, you will get crushed 100% of the time without a doubt. There's no point in even trying to fight that because you're not going to win. Not only are you not going to win, but if you're like me, you get up there and you try those skills, you're going to get majorly injured in that process. And this is what it's like for you to keep fighting grief in your life. You will lose 100% of the time. And if you try to go head to head with grief, that's going to cost you the most important things in your life. So we got to ask the question, what is grief? Grief in its most basic form is an outcome of loss in your life. We as a society, over the last two years, we are collectively grieving the loss of a world we once knew. Grief is the death of something. It's the cessation of something that our hearts longed for, our hearts hoped for, or we found purpose in. So this could be the loss of a job. It could be the loss of a dream, the inability to attend a wedding or a funeral due to COVID, selling a company, missing out on that big opportunity, a divorce, a loss of safety and security broken trust in a marriage or friendship, or even loss of identity and meaning as we ride these natural waves of failure as leaders. Grief is everywhere, and it is inside of you, and it is inside of me. And here's the worst part about grief. It's extremely lonely. No one, no matter how hard they can try, will be able to fully understand what it's like for you to go through your own grief. They're not going to understand what it's like for you to let that employee go to miss your child's birthday or to go through that divorce. Sure, we all have shared experiences, but no one has the same experience. And that's why grief is so lonely. And that's why grief can be really difficult to deal with. Now, what do I see in leaders in regards to grief is that leaders have this belief that if they don't think about loss in their life, 
if they just move quickly to the next thing or they bury those emotions or experiences inside, it won't impact them. Now, here's the deal. I know you have a lot on your plate as leaders. I know you have to show up. You have to be your best self. You have to push forward. But think about this for a second. How much emotional and physical energy is it costing you by holding all of that on the inside? Now, you're going to say, I don't, I don't even feel it. It's not something that's going on inside. That's actually the most dangerous place for you to be because you cannot change what you don't know and you cannot adjust your emotions if you're suppressing them. So you probably buried them for a long time, but that's not a good place to be. And I hate to break it to you, but the only way to deal with grief is to go through it. You can't go around it. It's too pervasive. It's everywhere. And you can't fight it because it's too strong. So what do we do with this? Well, I think it's actually really helpful that we look at different stages of grief almost as an assessment tool for where we're at on our journey in grief. Remember, grief is simply a response to loss, and every single person, no matter who you are, has experienced loss, especially over these last two years. I think it's really helpful for us to look at the stages of grief almost as an assessment tool for where we're at in our journey of grief. Now, remember, these stages aren't linear. It doesn't mean that once you pass one, you won't come back to it. It's more of a scaffolding to understand how we deal with grief and how we process through grief as human beings and as leaders. There are six stages of grief. The first stage is denial. The next stage is anger. The next stage is bargaining. On to depression, acceptance, and then meaning. Let's start with denial. This is when you begin to push it down, you avoid it, or you say things like, nothing bad has really happened to me, or you minimize it by saying, it's fine, people have it a whole lot worse than I do. I should be grateful for all that I have in my life. This is a very difficult stage to move through because a lot of leaders are avoiding that distressing feeling on the inside. But if you can't move past this point and own your pain or grief, it's game over. And this is the same as addictions as well. When you think about this, there's no recovery without moving through denial. So if you've known someone with a drinking problem who's gone to AA or has finally gotten to do work around that area, as long as they say no or I can manage this, I don't need help from other people, they will not be able to reach sobriety. It's actually the moment when they move beyond that denial and they say things like, I can't do this, I need help. I have a problem. That's when recovery actually happens. And same for denial. If we're not willing to address it and acknowledge, hey, I'm moving through something right now on the inside. I'm feeling grief or pain or loss until we acknowledge that we can't move through grief. The second stage is anger. Now, some of you are going to be really comfortable with anger, and some of you are going to be really afraid to feel anger both in yourself, but also to see it in other people. But anger, whether you like it or not, it's a process of grief. So if you're feeling agitated easily or you have a temper or maybe you feel like anger is popping up more frequently in your life, there's probably some form of grief there that's unaddressed that you haven't dealt with and that might be important to look at. The third stage is bargaining. This is an extremely common stage where I feel like a lot of leaders get stuck and especially as high performers who can typically find a way through complexity and chaos and fight through, most leaders want to make the best out of any scenario and power through. We'll say things as leaders like, if I just would have done X, Y, or Z, or if I could just change this one thing in my life and I could go back, then it wouldn't have happened. And that's just this really natural process of bargaining where we're trying to fight this process, this loss, by thinking if we had more control or if we did it a different way, it wouldn't have happened. And that's just not the reality. 
when we say those things, we're in a state of this delusion where we believe that if we just find the right answer or we have the right strategy, then we can move beyond grief and we can actually fix grief. If this is where you're camping out in, expect to feel completely exhausted in your life. Once again, there's no logical solution to grief. There's no fix. There's no bringing it back. It is what it is. And that's a really important saying that I want to get across. Grief is is what it is. Stop trying to make it something different than it is. Beyond bargaining, we're going to move on to the next stage, which is depression. For high performers and leaders who carry a lot of people, they carry a lot of responsibility, this can be a really difficult stage for them. Anger feels powerful. It feels directional. It feels purposeful. But depression, it just feels pretty useless and powerless and flat. But here's what depression does for us. If you're a leader and you're afraid to face depression, depression gives us this beautiful gift of reflection and it causes us to pause. It forces us to slow down and to feel. And that's actually an essential process of what it means to move through grief. Nothing is wrong with you if you're feeling depressed as a result of grief. That's really normal. And we shouldn't stereotype that with leaders And I think we have in a way saying, if you're really a strong leader, you're smart enough or you're persistent enough, you can move through it. No, that's not the reality for grief. Depression is a stage and we don't know how long that stage lasts, but it's an important stage to stop fighting it. It just is what it is. The next stage is acceptance. And this is really coming to terms with what is instead of trying to make it something you want it to be. This isn't about giving up. In fact, this is really the complete opposite of that. It's about giving into something and allowing something to happen to shape you as a person. The best analogy that I can use for this is the analogy of a wave or the ocean. If you go out to the ocean and you stand in the waves like I do with my boys um, out in California, you feel this immense amount of power pushing up against you, especially as you get further out in the waves and the waves get larger. Well, grief is this process of you standing out in the waves and trying to fight those waves and push them back. And the only thing that will happen is you will get completely exhausted. The waves are going to keep coming over and over and over again. You can't change them. You can't fight them. You can't overpower them. The only place it's going to leave you if you fight them is completely exhausted. You have to believe and trust that these waves, if you ride them, they will take you back to the shore. Now, here's the scary thing about grief and acceptance. You don't know where it's going to take you, but you can believe that wherever it takes you, you will arrive somewhere that was extremely important and that was needed probably in your life and in your character. The next stage is a sense of meaning. So after all this and not a second before, you will begin to make more meaning, create more purpose out of that loss. This does not mean that you need to be okay with the loss. I think a lot of people say once we move through the grief and the loss and we have meaning, we won't feel the pain of it anymore. That's not what I'm saying. There is a lot of grief and loss in my own life that I wish never would have happened, but it just means that I can see how that grief has shaped me as a leader and as a person for the better. So this is an extremely empowering place to be. And if you've ever heard a story of transformation, 
in somebody's life through an interview or through a movie or through a podcast, what you're probably witnessing is someone having moved through grief and they're at a place of meaning and purpose and they're sharing with you how that really difficult moment in their life shaped them as a person. They've actually arrived at meaning probably because they've had to go through anger and depression and bargaining and denial. Here's the reality. I wish in my life I would have fought grief a lot less, and instead I just let grief do its work in my life. I, so often in my life when I faced grief, I was really scared of it. I I, I was scared of what it would do to me. I was scared to be alone in it. I was scared to not be as productive, so I buried it and I pushed it, and it ended up taking a lot more from me than, than it would have if I would have just let it do its work. I got exhausted. I got burned out. I got disconnected from people and from myself. So you really have two options here, and I want to give you this as a closing here. You have the option to fight grief as your enemy, and if you fight grief as your enemy, you're going to lose every single time just as I've lost every single time. If you're fighting grief as an enemy relationally, you're going to lack a a whole lot of empathy because when other people go on that journey of grief or they start processing with you some things that they're going through, you're going to be judgmental and critical that they should be moving on faster than they are. And, And if you do that, you're going to lose a lot of trust in your relationships as a leader. People are going to stop coming to you with issues or with things because they know you can't handle it because you haven't dealt with your own difficult things going on inside of you. So if you're fighting grief as an enemy, your relationships are going to get disconnected. Emotionally, you're really going to be crippled by fear. So you're always going to be running from your pain and grief because you're too scared to face it. Here's the reality. Your amygdala, the fear center of your brain, will be so hijacked into fight, flight, or freeze that instead of living life with clarity or focus or compassion and confidence – you're going to be in a constant state of survival. Now hear me in this. You cannot thrive at leadership in life when you fear what is on the inside of yourself. If your focus is on controlling your grief, your outcome is going to be burnout, exhaustion, and a life that really lacks purpose and meaning. But, and here's the option here, you can fight grief as an enemy, or you can befriend grief as an ally and recognize that It's there to develop you as a person. It's there to develop you as a leader, as a spouse, as a parent. And here's the reality. If you connect with grief and you accept it, you're gaining access to one of the most sought-after coaches and leadership development gurus in all of history. Grief breeds character and insight like nothing you have ever experienced. But you have to recognize it. You have to own it. And you got to be willing to move through it. If you can do that relationally, you're going to lead others with a ton of empathy and influence. And emotionally, you're going to be pretty grounded as a person. And I guarantee you, you're going to experience more peace because you're not going to be afraid of anything that's inside. If you've faced your grief and walked through that, you have nothing to fear on the inside of yourself. So you're going to have peace and you're going to feel grounded. If your focus is on submitting to your grief, your outcome will be a character you never knew existed inside of you and you will become the whole leader you were meant to be. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, links, and show notes, visit pursuewhole.com and click podcast. Before we go, it would be extremely helpful if you would please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you find this podcast. 
This helps me understand my audience better and serve more leaders such as yourself. That's it for me this week. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or other social platforms, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Pursue Whole podcast. Thank you.